Welcome back to the movement, everybody. I got my dear brother, my older brother, Mo. He's in the cut right now. We're going to have a good time. We're going to tell you guys a lot about family. Welcome. Appreciate it, man. Thank so, you for having it's me. It's always good to have you, Mo. It's always a pleasure. As if I haven't lived with you my whole life. You know how it is. Same bedroom. For the most part. Well, you know what? I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget if, that I, if I if I'm thinking what you're gonna say, bro, you pissed me off to such a degree. <laughs> I was so I was so mad. I don't know. You're bothering me the whole day, and then I waited, bro, and I kept loading up my diaper, bro, with just piss. <laughs> yes, loaded, loaded, yes, loaded. And then I remember I waited for you to go to sleep, and I struck in the night and just took my diaper off. Bang! Right in your face, bro. I saw it splattered everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what possessed you to do that. How about I tell you, I don't even remember that taking place. So there are, there are, there are some things. I don't care things, if you remember. There are, there are some things that I do remember that you did when you were younger, or at least that we did. You know, we used to tie you up because you were just rambunctious all the time. That's all you, that's, you guys are loving, that's why. And you had a potty mouth when you were younger, too. But hey, I guess not much has changed, huh? No. no. Not at all. No, I wish, man. It's, uh, it's been a struggle. Very. The other day I said I'm going to stop saying the F word and then literally 30 seconds later it just, just comes out. It's just natural. Well, you know why? Well, if you look at it, the worst habit that you can have, I'm not talking about smoking or drinking, it's actually cursing. That's the worst habit you can have because that'll stick with you. It just becomes a part of your language. You know what's crazy? If you think about it, Dad, I never used to see Dad cuss around us. No. And if he cussed in English, I remember that was, was like Armageddon. It, it was the, the funniest thing in the world, but you know, he's... He's beyond upset that he's going away from his native oh, tongue. Oh, for sure. Just to just to tell you to go. But yourself. you know, but you know who who's who I've never heard cuss not one time was mom. Not one time. Actually, that's not true. I heard her cuss She's one a time. She's philosopher, man. She is, but I heard her cuss that one time, and it wasn't even anything big. But when she said it, I was I was too shocked for words. I'm like, Yo. She's a philosopher, bro. She is. She is. They call her professor. You know, it's funny. I remember when. In uh, high school and shit. You remember how we used to get a call on the house phone? Mm-hmm. We didn't have cell phones like the new generation. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember I used to come to school and they'd be like, yo, bro, are you rich? Man, shut your mouth. Where are you getting that from, bro? Where are you finding the rich, bro? Yeah. Look, I'm wearing the same shit last six years, you know? That's right, yeah. He's like, what do you mean? You have a secretary at home. Oh, Secretary, wow. who? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, this lady picked up and she said, no, Yusuf is currently enrolled in a medical appointment. I'm like, oh, that's the dupes. Wow. I'm like enrolled she, in medical She is very proficient in English. She I don't she she moved here when she was super young. And but like she never Sean took the English. Don is gonna bake over there. He's uh, gonna look like I was a, gonna say look this this this, this guy, He's gonna yo, he's gonna go red. Yo, Sean, just come sit with sit, sit with us here. Yeah, just come. We got shade here, man. This guy's gonna have a heat stroke over there. We're gonna introduce officially Sean the Don, which is like my Jamie. It is a hot day, bro. I don't know. Brutal. I don't know what made you think Yola's doing outside. I, well, I guess the grain. It's, it's 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 a beautiful day. Don't get me wrong, but it is it is hot. Go against the grain. Not when you shave. No, hundred <laughs> percent. No, it's you go just, with the this grain. is like a wax, bro. You just you gotta rip it off and let it go. You know what I mean? Oh, the whole bandit effect. See what I'm telling you? Smart guy. See, think about it. You're you're indoors. It's Canada. For anybody yeah. that's not listening to in Can that's not listening that are that are living in Canada or abroad, mm -hmm. 
Our winters are garbage. Uh, the worst. Garbage. The worst. Garbage. I used to always say, you know what I used to tell myself? I used to think to myself, like, out of all the countries, bro, we came from the Paris of the Middle East. I never understood out of all the places in the world why they chose the coldest fucking... This, this, is, this is the white desert, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? What the hell? They picked the coldest place in the world. They wanted us to come here and then... Anyways. Even when immigrants come here and they tell me, like, yeah, I've, I moved in a couple months ago. Why here? When... Our winters are garbage and our summers are humid as hell. I'm petty. Like, there's, there's no, like when we have that really, ni- that one nice day in the summer, we take full advantage because you'll never see that again for the rest of the season. You know what's funny? I remember I, I had the Honda years ago. Remember the Honda Civic? The white one? No. Or the baby? Oh my God, bro. You went back That was all legendary. The way. That was legendary. I was the biggest piece of shit. You know, let me tell you a story. I remember uh, <clears throat> I was trying to get my first car. I was, I was buying with my cousin Shrek, we call him. Yogi Bear. He had a thousand names, Bishop. Anyways, last nickname he had was Shrek. Okay. So anyways, we find this car. I'm like, bro, let's just buy a beater. I had a driver back in the days. Yeah. He was on vacation. So I said, you know what? Let's just buy a beater for fun. We'll have fun with it, you know, instead of spending a lot of money, we'll have some fun. And then he'll keep the car anyways. Anyway, so we go on... Um, Used Ottawa. Do you guys not remember Used Ottawa? I remember Ottawa? that. Nah, bro. Come on, bro. Come we had, there was Used Ottawa and there was uh, auto, auto something. I wasn't. I don't know about Auto Trader if it was around. Auto Trader. Time. Yeah, they know. had magazines and this stuff. This is like back. This is like 2007, 2008. Okay, oh, this story yeah, is way, long. Way, way, way back. So anyways, we go on Used Ottawa. That's what it was. That was the Kijiji Facebook marketplace. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we find this car, bro. And I think the guy was a Russian guy. Fuck him. And he was a piece of shit. Anyways, we, we go see the vehicle. No, sorry, Shrek called the guy. He just told yeah. me over the phone. I found this car. I said, what is it? He's like, it's a 1991 Honda Civic. Oh, my God, bro. Manual. I said, yeah, no, wait, wait, wait. We didn't know all this yet, you know? So, anyways, I said, yeah, how much? He's like, oh, uh, 700, uh, 1,000 bucks. I said, okay, perfect. Tell him to pull up to the building. I had a couple condos, right? I said, pull up to the building. He pulls up to the building. I pull up. And then, the, uh, this, bro, this fucking guy gets out of the car. And I, I remember looking at the car. I'm like, please, Shrek, don't tell me that's the car. Bro, the whole body was held together by silicone. There was not a speck of white. It was all rust. It was so it was bad. A piece of shit. I loved it so much. I'm like, I had to buy it just for jokes. It yeah, was yeah. A piece of shit. So, anyways, we start talking to the guy, whatever, he's showing us around the car. And I remember one of the selling features is it had a Sony Explode system. Oh, yeah. It was a piece of shit. The sub was blown. And it would go. Oh, but that's. Yeah, yeah, bro. But, back but it was in the blown. Day, Back in the day, having a good sound system in your car was the selling point of the car. Yeah. It wasn't about its quality or its repairs or anything like that. If it had a sick sub, right, sick amplifier, sick capacitor, you're booming. You're it bold. was a bro. It was a piece of shit garbage rice rocket, okay? <laughs> so anyways, I remember, and then he starts revving it. He says he has a colder intake in it or whatever. And it just, it started becoming more comical to me. It started becoming more funny. So I wanted to have yeah. fun with this thing. So anyways... All right, we got all hyped up. We get in the car. I looked at Shrek. I'm like, bro, are you fucking, are you blind, bro? It's manual. Who drives manual? And this yeah. is all in Arabic we're talking. The guy doesn't speak our language. Yeah. He's like, don't worry. We'll get the guy that, bro, like, oh, my God, what a stupid fucking idiot, bro. He's like, we'll get him to test drive the car. It's his car. We're getting the guy that does drive the car for us, bro. It's the stupidest genius. thing, though. Absolute genius. Oh, my God. But I'm like, you know what? I'll let, Sh- I'll let Shrek just have his way, you know, because I'm like, 
It's too stupid, bro. Who the fuck lets the owner you know, test drive the car you're selling? It was stupid, man. Anyways, next thing you know, the guy drives us in the car, bro. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Death trap. Oh, the guy drives around and hey, bro, he's driving us, he's chauffeuring us in the car and trying to Which buy. makes no sense. Oh my god, man. Makes what a no fucking sense. stupid ass story. Yeah. Anyways, we pull back up to the we pull back up to the building. I looked at Shrek. I'm like, I love it sold. Yeah. I'm gonna have we're gonna have a blast. It's gonna be a piece of shit. You know what I mean? We're gonna have fun with this thing. Anyways, we start like he starts negotiating with the guy. He's like, No, I'm not coming, I'm not going under that thousand bucks. Final price. I said, I give a fuck. You know, here's your thousand bucks. Anyways, we we meet up a lot. Like maybe like two weeks go by. We see one of our boys. His name is Ronnie. He, he see he sees the car and he's like, bro, what the fuck? How much you pay for this piece of shit? I told him a thousand bucks. He has the exact same car. It's his beater too, mm-hmm. with like a hundred and fifty k. I had three hundred some thousand kilometers on this piece of shit. Mm. He's like, bro, I bought this for two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. Who the fuck spends a thousand bucks on this piece of shit that's being held together by silicone? Yep. I had a blast. I had a blast. I remember we had we found the stupid trick, eh? And that was when I was going to the gym at the time. I was jacked. And I saw this hundred dollar bill trick. So I'm oh, looking, the on the windshield? Oh, it was the dumbest thing in the yeah. world that we did that day. So, anyways, we're leaving a cottage in Carlton Place or some shit like that, or Atlanta County or something. Anyways. I looked at Shrek and I'm like, yo, bro, let's do the $100 bill trick. I'm like, fuck, you have cash on you, I don't have cash. So he's like, yeah, he pulls out a $5 bill. Fuck that blue bill, man. I should have never, le- it was bad omen. Yeah. Anyways, we're gassing it. This piece of shit doesn't even want to go over like 120, 130. I forgot you. It's like at 200 kilometers an hour. Plus. Yeah, yeah. So me, I'm thinking all this G-force, I'm going to go just crashing to grab it. The whole point is you tape it on the windshield. Yeah. Go a certain speed and then try to reach and grab it. If you're a man, you'll grab it. So I'm like, bro, what the fuck? I'm jacked. I'm going to the gym every day. It was huge. So anyways, you put this piece of shit scotch tape and put it on. Genius. We start driving and I'm like, yo, floor it, floor it, mm. man. Fucking floor it. Like, yo, this piece of shit doesn't want to go over 120. Bro, the steering wheel was like a stripper. The way it was shaking. Yeah. F- what alignment, bro? There was not even a car to align anymore. It was a piece of shit. Anyways, he's slamming on. He's like, grab the bill, grab the bill. Boom. My whole hand goes through the whole fucking windshield, bro. Oh, wow. Bro, bro we had to use those swimming goggles, bro. <laughs> <laughs> While you drive? Like, Holy fuck, Are you man. serious? Oh, man, that was hilarious. Yeah, we put on swimming. God, the bugs were hitting our face. I was almost like a personal cleaner, bro. You know what I mean? Every two seconds. I'm driving, by the way. This yeah. Whole, I'm driving. So every two seconds, I have this rag from, I had this cloth from the gym, my gym bag. Yeah. Every two seconds, I'm wiping the bug, bro. You know, I'm in the boon. I'm in the country. It's all yeah. bugs. Oh, fucking retarded. What the hell were you thinking? We First... drove all. We drove an hour and a half, no windshield. Oh, I had to like pull over, break the windshield more because glass kept flying at us, bro. So, so you, so you thought that in order to get the five dollar bill, you have to put your arm through the windshield, bro? I was just thinking the G force is supposed to stop me, so I'm gonna go as hard as I can. I wasn't even paying attention. What? <laughs> Too young. You just learn from that, huh? Bro, the best one. I remember there was a day. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with Shrek, eh? I don't know why I'm going off on Shrek. I love Shrek. You know, it's funny. I just talked to him the other day, eh? Yeah. He's like, uh, I said, he's like, yo, I just got into a car accident. I'm like, bro, it's it's you anyways. What yeah. Is fuck? Like, you, he goes to You survived burning day. buildings. You've survived yeah. the Twin Towers. You've survived everything. You know what I mean? You know, this guy fell out of a fucking seven-story building. 
that ass. Yeah, and he, when he was about he's four still alive. Wow. This guy survived death. Bro, fuck a cat, bro. This guy's like a... I'd say cat. I don't know anything more than nine lives. I was going to say, but like, he's, like he's the upgraded definitely version, been... like a tiger or something. Yeah. I don't even know. But anyways, the guy gets in. He's like, I got into an accident. I said, so? He's like, bro, it was crazy. I said, tell me about it. He's like, my car flipped like four times. The whole roof is crushed underneath. You had to kind of like, you had to was... crawl out of the window. Yeah. There was barely any space. I said, uh, let me guess, you have a bruised knee? He was like, no, well, I have nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm he's... like, yeah, this guy survives. This guy's like a cockroach. He survives nuclear holocausts. So there's that day he had the van. I don't know why I'm going back into those old stories, but he had he had a piece of shit blue Dodge Caravan. And I remember, I don't know why, we were, we were cleaning it out. There was a vacuum. He had some shit in there. Anyways, we're at, uh, do you remember VIP? Yeah. So we're at VIP, me, Milad, Sergio, all the boys were having a good time. I think Mohajazi, Willie Fresh, everybody was there. Anyways, we're uh, we're smoking. Then he calls me. He's like, "Yo, where are you?" I told him I'm at the VIP. He's like, "Okay, yo, I'm right around the corner. I was just having fo at mm. uh, Fobo Gala, Fobo Ga King." So this is the one on Bayswater at the time, right? The VIP Bayswater. No, that's Vibe. Oh, well, that's bro. Vibe. Okay, okay. Mm. I heard, I did, I have heard of VIP. I don't think I've ever been there though. I love that place, by the way. Anyways, we're sitting, we're chilling. I said, okay, khalas. We're literally right around the corner, bro. Yeah. Fucking Preston Street. You have Somerset Fobogalas right here. Mm-hmm. Okay, a couple minutes. But I don't know why he took this other route. We're sitting, we're looking outside, and I'm on the phone with him, bro. And then I see him, and we all see the blue piece of shit van, and we want to hype him up, you know? Yeah. Hey, Shrek, hey, we see him, you know? Out of nowhere, boom, a car T-bones him. Oh, my God. T-bones him. A van. A van T-bones the van. And then he's on the... He's like, oh, sh-. I'll let his, oh shit. You know, the phone fell. Yeah. He's trying to grab the phone and shit. He's like, yo, I don't have insurance. What do I do? I'm like, get the fuck out of there. Yeah, run, man. <laughs> what do you think this is, bro? You know, this is fucking fast and free. Let's yeah. go, Dominic. Anyways, yo, where do I go? And me, I'm thinking he's not even... Ta- I thought he was just... like, I was joking, I mean, but he was taking me serious. Yeah. I'm like, oh, go right on that side street. Go right on that side street. I can see the whole thing. The window is huge. I'm like, yo, my brakes aren't working. What do I do? Oh, I, said, I remember this. Hit the, I'm like, yo, you see a light pole? He's like, yeah. I'm like, hit it. All you hear is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, did you hit the light pole? He's like, yeah, man, you told me to. What the fuck you doing, bro? What are you talking about? Anyways, cop, I'm like, yo, cops are pulling up. I literally see them right there. What did he do? Did he run or did he actually stay behind? And No, he ran, bro. I would have done the same. Man. Anyways, no. Um, I, like, ran out of the car? Yeah, like ran away from no, the scene. No, the T boned his door. He couldn't get out. Oh, hit his it his hit door right on the driver's side. It just oh, boom. Sh- I watched the whole. We're literally watching. Eh, yeah. Holy shit! What happened, right? Anyways, I'm on the phone the whole time. He's talking to the cop. Whatever. Fast forward thirty minutes. They put him in the back of the. He's like, "I'll call you back. I gotta put my shit in the cop car." Yeah. I'm like, "What, what? is he chauffeuring you in a taxi?" Yeah. Hey, fuck you, telling me you gotta. Anyways, all I see, we're, we're waiting for him, and we see the cop car pull up, and we go outside, yo, Shrek, you okay, you okay? And then uh, he comes out, he pulls out a vacuum, pulls out a laptop, pulls out a shisha. Yeah, I remember he actually had Pulls out a wardrobe, fixed. pulls out a suitcase. I'm like, bro, are you living in this thing? Like, what's going on? I just nonstop shit coming out of this cop car, you know? And then, you know, I'm like, yo, Shrek, you all right, man? Everything good, bro? What the fuck? I saw the whole thing. And you know how you talk, what do you mean? Yeah. I have a bruise right here. <laughs> yeah. I the fuck you, bro. Oh, that's that's on point. This guy survives nuclear war, bro. It's insane. Yeah, he's been he's been through a lot. 
But he is a good guy. I remember that one Shrek? time. Yeah, Shrek. I love Shrek. There was that one time I, uh, I was working at the dealership in the East End. So I, they asked me to fill up the car. This is right at the end of my shift. And it's an old, it's an old Nissan van. Like this was not taken care of. Now they were told me that it has problems starting the vehicle. Fair enough. So I drive to the gas station. It's right beside his shop that he worked at. It tastes like shit with that. With what? Cigars? I would imagine so. So he's coming out of work and I'm sitting there trying to start this van and it's like 6.30. So I've been done work for an hour and a half. Mm. Like, yo, Shrek, can you come check out this van for me real quick? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there in a sec. He goes in the gas station and I'm waiting for him patiently in the driver's seat. And then he comes out. He's like, all right, man, peace out. I'll see you later. <laughs> like, yo, are you just going to abandon me like that? He's like, yeah, man, sorry, I got to go. <laughs> I waited for him oh, in the driver's God. seat in the middle of a gas station. That's right beside a shop. He couldn't just take a look at it. So I had to call my manager. He had to come from, from his house to where I was and to get a towed. It was too annoying. But the fact is that he told me to wait, <laughs> I just, and I waited, and then peace out, dog, one time. Just like that. Where's what the love? The, well, what the hell? Where's just the, the love? So he's walking out like, oh, seriously? He's going to take off like that? I love Shrek, man. Yeah, he's got stories, though. He's got stories. You know what's funny? Actually, out of all of them, mm. I remember when I used to get so mad, I'd get into... Uh, like when I'd go into like those blood rage modes where I'd go super quiet, but that means like literally I'm a ticking time bomb plotting. Yep. I remember the only guy at the time being that was able to calm me down or even talk to me was Ronnie. Ronnie? Yeah, Willie Fresh, Ronnie. Really? Mm. Out of all, I didn't suspect you'd say that. I was wrong. I saw Ronnie every day, but I saw them all every day. Yeah. You want to hear something stupid? I don't know where it came from, to be honest, but I think, uh... oh, fuck me, man. Brain fart? No, man. My cousin used to love the Hot Boys. Oh, God, no. God, for, for no. God, please, no. And the Hot Boys, I think, was Lil Wayne. Talking old, priest, like YMCMB, all that shit. I don't even know. A long time ago. Like Lamborghini Countach, uh, uh, the Diablo days. Yeah. Oh, so he yeah. loved he loved the Hot Boys, and there's a song called I Need a Hot Girl. Every time I hear the beat, I have a nightmare. I get a stroke. It's the, I fucking can't stand I just think of him. That's just too much for me to handle. Man, man. <laughs> it's the epitome of stupidity. Even when people just play it, knowing that's gonna piss me off. Oh go, my please, god! Please turn this off. So, I'll listen to DMX. I don't even hate him, but I don't no, even listen I, to I, him. After that, after the Rough Riders anthem because of Jalal, oh, I can't yeah. do it. But um, what the fuck was I going with the story? I, you know what? I, I don't know. You were just talking about Jalal and Rough Riders. Or Where did Jalal come from? I was about to tell him a story. About Jalal? No. Bro, you know there's a thousand and one stories no. about him. The salad dish? You got that. You got the portable jumping. Oh, my God. Genius work. Absolute his brother, genius. His brother, there was, like, his brother was in kindergarten, I don't know, elementary school. Oh. And then his brother, Mo, Mo Money, would always want to climb the portable or whatever. They're just playing, kids just playing. You know, just climbing, right? Anyways, he looks at his brother and... What do you do when you're gonna hurt yourself, man? Come down. And yeah, he's a little kid, eh? He's happy, more money's happy, whatever. And then he's like, watch, I'll show you. And then Jalal jumps up top, he climbs the thing, jumps off, breaks his leg. He's yeah. like, see, ah, see, oh. I told you'll hurt yourself. I'm yeah. like, man. Wow. I don't even know where I was going with that story about the hot. Girls a man, a man of principles, I'll tell you. What were you where were we going with this whole hot boy situation? I don't know. Why would you even bring him up? 
Was there a story that you wanted to? There was. I'm going to have to move on. For <laughs> like, <laughs> what I happened? was going to tell him a banger story. There's so many stories. It's unbelievable, bro. Every day was like a movie, eh? Yeah. Like Pixar. Yeah. No, Pixar's too young. Paramount or something should have followed us every day with a goddamn camera. Oh, my God. I remember the story, bro. I'll tell you the story. Oh, got it? I'll tell you the story, bro. Dumbest story in the world. Actually, it's not stupid. It was funny. Remember, I was saying Birdman was a thing back in the days. It was yeah. Hot Boys. Yeah. yeah. Right? So what did Birdman come up with? The Bird Gang. I don't know why the fuck mm -hmm. we all decided to call each other Bird Gang. It was like we're 16 or 15. Purple City Bird Gang or whatever. Some stupid yeah. like that, bro. <clears throat> I don't know what possessed us. We all went downtown, like 15 of us, bro, to get those stupid Hanna tattoos. You can get the, whatever fake tattoo they yeah. draw on you. Yeah. And then you see 15 boys just walking around with the Bird Gang. And we all thought we were cool. We got back to the hood. And then uh, Carlito and Jalal were in the garage. Mm -hmm. And then all I hear is, uh, I need a hot girl. I need a hot boy. And then I look at the guys. I'm like, yo, fucking get that goddamn Lysol. So get that Dawn soap, bro. Take this shit it's off so right bad. now. If I have to hear that. Bro, we used to walk around. I'm telling you, it was burgering all day. It was actually, it was hilarious, man. No, I think the worst part of our times when... Uh, by the not, way, they were amazing fun times. Bro. They were. I'm not going to deny that. But there were moments where I think like eight or ten of us, almost every single day, we take the bus. None of us drove, but we take the bus to Lincoln Fields Station. And that was like, like a meeting point, 12, 1 o'clock p.m. We'd all meet there, but we'd have no plans. This episode is definitely not for Gen Zs, bro. Oh, definitely not. This is like even my year, pre-my year, you know? And we'd all meet up. It was like the Ottawa Wu-Tang shit. You know, everybody talks about how they they're riding the subway and all that other stuff. There ain't no subway here. It was fucking Britannia Beach. I'm looking at it. Go ahead. I think it was simpler, though. So we'd meet up at the bus station with no plans of what we're going to do this, that time. But most of the time, we get into fights just at the bus station. So where are we going to go? We're going to go to this guy's house. We're going to go to this dude's house. Like, what are we going to do? So we'd stand there for about three and a half hours till we decide, okay, let's take the 118. Jump on the bus, go to Mooney's Bay. This is in the summertime. Hit up the Lebfest for maybe, maybe about like 20 I minutes. I enjoyed and myself there. It was fun. I get it. It was fun. But when you're doing that for the entire summer, when you have no job, you're not going to school, you feel like, first of all, where were we getting this money? Do I don't even going know. out. None of us were working. I, at some point, I was like, yeah, I'm fed up with this. I got to start doing something. So I actually... I cut all that shit out. Then I started going to school. That's when I was taking law enforcement. Well, there's a five-year difference between me and you, so I didn't even hang on with you. During that time, you did. When? Well, we were chilling with SB and all that. No. I was. How, at SB that was time. That's no, when we were SB all was chilling. with you guys and more money in them. And, and, and Abdullah. But I you was in the West End playing video games with Nemo. Mm -mm. Not during that time. Well, how, old, how long ago was this? How old were you? This Minus ancient... five years. Yeah. I went to the Love Fest every year. Every yeah, year. but you were chilling with more money, and more money would be chilling no, with us. I was like, I, that was when I was like 17, 18, bro. That's when they used to call me Disney. Yes. What a nickname. Walt Disney. Disney. Disney, bro. We could sell yeah. anything to anybody. That was Whatever a, a guy calls me Disney now, I'm like, what? Who's that? Holy shit. And bro, then because just pure nostalgia. You know bro, I mean? I, you know what's funny? I never even had a nickname. I never had a nickname. Oh, right? I came up with that. No, no actually, no. Sorry, no, that was Ramo. Ramo came up with that. Ramo, the reason? Yeah, when we were actually writing together, and then he would, and I was reading uh, my lyrics, and I was like, "Yo, bro, your shit's all facts. We should just call you Mo, right?" 
I'm like, oh, that's pretty dope. I'll go with that. And then ever since then, that stuck. But no, no one you're, calls me that. You're pretty philosophical. I'd like to be. Pretty philosophical. I try to be. Hold on. You, we used to even... Oh, another story, eh? What you got? To anybody that used to be in the West End, please listen to this story. Britannia Beach at the Back Rocks. Yes. Okay? We used to always huddle there. Bro, it was insane. 20, 30 goonies all the time. They're chilling, whatever. It's summertime, you know. Guys are being guys. And then I remember, like, we're obviously we're swimming at the same time too, right? So hold on, hold on. Which story is this? So anyways, all I see is, all I see is, I don't, I don't want to say his name. I'm not going to embarrass him. He was in the water, and then, you know, it's like that uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, uh, was it Eddie Murphy's comedy? That stand-up comedy when he was talking about the G.I. Delirious. Joes. Delirious. Yeah. And that brown shark came. Nice chunk of juicy shit. Just a piece of shit doo-doo. Oh, my God. Just floating. All I see is my brother's jumping off the rocks. I boot him in the ass, so he kind of dodges it. <laughs> what the fuck you doing? You're kicking me in the ass. And all you see is this piece of shit floating. It That's Britannia Beach. So Bro, <laughs> Britannia that, Beach was polluted, bro. Yes. And they had the water sanitation plant right beside it, too. Yeah, that's the funny part. Yeah, but they yeah. had it on the other side of the bay. Uh, yeah, exactly. Which was weird. But compared to that to Mooney's Bay, Mooney's Bay was much dirtier, much more polluted. I and they, they had this sign Bay. that would tell you what their pollution reading was for that water level. And Mooney's Bay was just off the charts. Bro, I was, off a, the I was, a, die, I was a diehard West guy. I used to only want to stay in the West. Never wanted to leave the West. Mm-hmm. But that's why I never went to Mooney's Bay or anything like that. It was very rare. Rare, rarely, rarely. We Maybe went Hope Beach Volleyball yeah. for other reasons, yeah. you know what I mean? But other than that, I genuinely stuck to the West. The West is the best. That's what we claim. Love the West, man. Bro, what you know, it's funny. As much as we talk shit about Britannia, Britannia Beach, it was a staple. We had always, you know, the guys from Skews, Britannia, Marie There was Street, always something going on at Richie the beach. Richie Ramsey, yeah. Bayshore Cats. We're all hanging out. We had yeah. a good time there, you know? Well, good nostalgia moments, huh? amazing nostalgia amazing moments. that's why i always told you like have you ever thought about the past who doesn't think about the past the past was fun bro you know? the past you know, was wild. fun but you can't tell me that you've never thought about the past and it kind of just put you in a, that sort of depression like shit man i want to go back to those times well, you know what i'll tell you something and back in the days wow there was a there was an era at some point i had a lot of money in abundance but anyways i realized Obviously, now I'm a CEO, multiple businesses or whatever. Obviously, you know, if we're part of the same team, you're, you're on my team. What happened was, I remember there was a time where me and Subhi used to always think like, you know what? We had an amazing time. Actually, no, money, no amount of money could have made us any happier at that time. Mm. We just had a blast no matter what. But then we were like, you know what? Let's try to get something else. Yeah. Make more money. Do something different. He So he opened up a garage, a shop. He doesn't live here anymore, but opened up a shop. Started doing mechanics. I started doing different businesses. I tried a couple of them. One with Mo. The delivery. Wow, one. what a fucking garbage-ass business that we opened. The first one. That's the best part. I failed like three, four times. But you the problem. You know what? I always say this a lot of the times. I, gotta keep, I know I keep saying I got to finish my thoughts, but the biggest thing for me about school is they never actually, the biggest thing they taught was you can never fail. And the only way to succeed is through failure. This poor failure. guy's already got the... He's trying to escape the sun. You know, he's, he's getting doing the safety squints, right now, bro. You know? Yeah, I'll move over a little bit for you. Come closer. Actually, you might want to stay here because the camera's facing you. Was it? Yeah. Or stay so, there, bro. Let's put this here real quick. So anyways, we said that we wanted, a, we wanted more. I wanted to travel. I wanted to do different things, you know. I made a lifestyle switch. 
So uh, it took some time to be able to recalibrate my thoughts and operate different. But uh, I said I, I wanted to be a CEO. I wanted to have money and abundance. And I want to be able to take care of my dad, my parents, and all that, which I do, you know. But at some point, it actually stopped being fun. I had, I actually had more fun when I was broke. And the more money I had, just like my boy Biggie says, RIP, more problems. Yeah, true. More money, more problems. Mm -hmm. Always. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I'm not trying to deter anybody from not trying to get somewhere. But there's a sweet spot. I'm in, like, after you, there's this hump. The first year in business is the funnest year. Mm -hmm. Building a business, all that other stuff. You know, we're launching and I'm launching something else now called Hermes Homes, right? Well, this is more for you. He already knows he's part of my team, mm -hmm. but it's super fun to build a business. What happens is, is at some point while you're trying to, it's, I find year two to year four is actually the most challenging or even five, depending on what kind of industry or how well you're doing year two to five, let's say, just to keep it simple. I find it's tough because that's the time where you're actually starting to hire more people you're starting to see more money, yeah. but at the same time, you're seeing less profit because your costs have increased like crazy. That's true. Yeah. And then you're trying to delegate and you're trying to... A lot of people, what they do is they try to grow too fast. So what happens is they're going to burn out and then they're going to actually regress. They're not going to progress anymore because they're going to start making all these... They're going to start making all these commitments, spending all this extra money, right? And they're actually not going to be making more. Mm. So... And then after you hit, so that is the time that's very crucial yeah. to be able to skyrocket, right? We're talking about, like, obviously, you know, the I, I'm, I already have, a, I don't want to say the other businesses, but that that's the sweet spot. As soon as you get out of that, sorry, that's the hard part. As soon as you get out of between that rock and the hard place and you're finally out of there and now you're finally skyrocketing and you're launching however you want to scale it, Right that's the sweet spot that's yeah. when you're like you know what now i have a full team because in the beginning i wore bro i was a janitor too bro mm. you wear every hat there is in the book yeah you know what i mean from the accountant to the the admin to the secretary to the sales guy and one thing every business owner and this is for everybody to listen to the biggest skill asset you can have is two skills sales and leadership as long as you have those two you can delegate your way through anything. Like one of the biggest things for me, especially when they talk about online businesses, seeing them for myself and even having my own businesses, some, sometimes we subcontract some of the work depending on the scope of the work to be able to facilitate for the client. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is the best part about online businesses and stuff like that is when you can, sub, you can extract the payment first, they pay for the service up front, and then after that, you basically delegate that task out to someone else or to a contractor that can take care of the job for you. For, for you put portion. your profit margins, all that other stuff. It doesn't cost you. By the way, I'm telling you right now, for anybody that's a newbie or a noob or whatever you want to call it in today's terms, watch, uh, go to, uh, sign up to the Hustlers, uh, Hustlers University. Yeah. Andrew Tate, I don't care what anybody has to say about Andrew Tate. I'm telling you right now, if you're a new beginner, and you want very good sound business advice for 60 bucks a month and you can cancel at any time. He gives you some very good knowledge. That he does, yeah. He gives you he incredible does. bangers. I even tried it out for myself. Actually, my accountant, I want him, uh, is a good friend of mine. His name is Samer Tommy. Shout out to his wife. She just gave birth to little baby girl, Lucy. Congratulations. Congratulations yeah. to Samer. 
And Sammy actually helped me throughout my whole entire business, like the whole journey. He's been with me since day one. That's why you know me when I say it, my team is my team. I don't give a fuck about nothing else. Yeah. My team, the one that was there on the like their boots on the ground yeah. the whole time building yeah. it with me. That's that that's why I keep telling people, stop looking for the glamorous jobs, look for the not so glamorous jobs and help build that business. Yeah. Because in the end of the day, you're not gonna be a number, you're not gonna be replaceable like everybody else. Yeah. And that's a fact. So it's funny how uh, me and Nathan we kind of had that talk about side side hustles that you get and usually they're the most successful because when you start off on a side hustle you're doing a solo dolo right you're not really paying anyone you're just kind of doing the work yourself even though we do have we do own the the Schumann Shine business I don't really do the work myself we just delegate as you were saying he'll actually do the work because he's more proficient in the cleaning itself I just find the clientele now I don't really do any of the physical labor but I get a cut of whatever clientele that I find for him. And then he goes, well, he'll ask me the description. What's the uh, interior of the vehicle? Is it leather? Is it fabric? Was there any pets? You know, more on that scale. So I give them all the information. It's like, okay, so this is what's going to price. This is what the price is going to be at. Fair enough. So I tell the client, this is what it's going to be. He can come at this time or on this day. Are you cool with that? Sure. Perfect. So I'll go in an hour and a half, two hours done. 200 bucks and I just get 10% off that. I didn't even do any of the work. I just made a couple phone calls. That's all I did. And it's kind of sad. The thing is, is this a lot of people complain about not having enough money. Oh. <clears throat> I'm going to share something with everybody. I'm a, high, I'm a high school dropout. I never even finished high school. I don't care who knows and doesn't know. I am where I am today. I don't, even need to, I don't have to sit there and apologize to nobody. I'm unapologetically myself. I am where I am. I'm successful today. I'm very, I'm very grateful to the Lord. You know, whatever anyone's religion is, I couldn't even care less. You know, it's all love on my behalf. The biggest thing for me is to be able to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and then just keep trying. One thing, I t it's funny because I have a little boy, obviously. It's his nephew. You, you watch this child play, and then he's having so much fun, and he's exploring and doing all this stuff. And then, oh, he'll fall down. And funny enough, he has his first two scrapes. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. And then, you, and then he gets back up, and then he goes like this, and then maybe he might make a face like he's pouting or something, and then he goes back and starts doing it all over again. And then I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, we're grown adults. We're full-grown adults. 90% of us don't even have the balls to do that anymore. But we were all bred like that in the beginning. Our yeah. natural instincts was just to explore and find new things and try new things. And then what did we do? We started getting indoctrinated by the system, the school system, whatever. Like I said, they always thought failure is the biggest no-no. You can never fail. If you fail, you're an idiot, you're stupid, you're this, you're that. You're never going to go anywhere in life. They berate you, berate you. I believe in a little bit of like teasing. It builds character. Obviously, everything in moderation. Yeah. But then that was the thing. I'd, I'd see this little boy play, he'd fall down, he'd scuff himself up, he'd pick himself up, and then continue like nothing happened. But then out of nowhere, we become full-grown adults and we start placing ceiling, ceilings on ourselves. I never finished high school. I never got an education. Everyone thinks that's all about educations and all that. I have more people that work for me that have bachelorettes and master's degrees than I even have a high school diploma. And the end of the day... Like I said, the, big, the two biggest things for anybody that wants to try anything is figure out those two skills. It's sales. Sales is the lifeblood of any business. It's yeah, literally the gasoline. It's the fuel for the engine to operate. Without yeah. sales, you have nothing. Yeah. 
And sales is very crucial on a day-to-day basis. It lets you, it teaches you a lot about life, even how to maneuver from relationships to friendships to anything. Being persuasive. You know what I mean? There's a difference between being persuasive and manipulation. Don't yeah. ever cross to the manipulation side. Yeah. But being persuasive, you know, it, it, it builds a lot of character. And then at the same time, knowing how to lead. And it's not, okay, some, sure, some people have a natural. All this, all this shit can be taught. You can learn all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the only thing is, is you got to get out of your comfort zone. It's very easy to be able to fall down, bump your knees, scuff yourself up and be like, I want to go back to my comfort zone. Yeah. Because that's where I find it's easier for me to get over things and I'm just going to lick my wounds and I'm going to wallow in my misery. And I'm going to do that with six other guys that are failing too, you know? So, like I said, learn sales, learn leadership skills, and just take a goddamn risk. Everyone complains about today, we can't, oh, there's not enough money, the house prices are up. Okay, you're in the Learn how time, to budget. So stop bitching about it. Yeah. And do what you, whatever you got to do. That's what we do as men. And I don't want to hear about no sexist, no sexist. I'm saying that's what I'm, I'm a man. I'm speaking on my, everything I talk about on the show is all about personal uh, experiences. I've lived a very long life for a 32-year-old. And it's just shut your goddamn mouth and do what you got to do. That's it. Don't worry about your feelings. No one gives a shit about your feelings. On your tombstone, it doesn't say, hey, Yusuf Dwaydar, Joey Dwaydar, or whatever, Mo, Sean the Don. Felt like this on, you know, December 23rd of 2022. No, it says literally loving father, you know, businessman or whatever you want to put on there. You know, it puts your titles, things that you've done. Things your, that accomplishments. You've, your accomplishments. Your accomplishments. Yeah. So that's what it is. A lot of people just complain. But, you know, all it is is literally pick any couple books that talked about finances and sales. Yeah. I don't give a shit who you are. I don't give a shit who it is. But you know what's funny? It's funny because when you were talking, that would be my secret to success. <clears throat> is that honestly, there is no secret. It's just it, hard work. It's just hard work. It's shut your damn mouth and keep going and don't stop. Because what's really, what's really holding you back at this point? A lot of people are afraid, bro. It's a very That's scary a fear journey. Factor. Yeah, it's yeah, a very yeah. scary journey to be able to go on because it. in the end of the, there's a very, there's, you know what? Arabs are very wise. Amazing, amazing wisdom ever came from the Arab world. And mm-hmm. there was one of them that says, you can, never, you can never cross the ocean until you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. That's right. Because now when you're in open water, you can't see left, you can't see right, you can't look behind, the, it's way too far out. Yeah. Your finish line is way too far out. You get flustered. You have no more sense of direction. Mm-hmm. You just got to trust in yourself. You just got to make sure that you always accumulate whatever knowledge that you need to be able to move, continuously move forward. And Anytime moving. you stump and you fall, yeah, pick yourself back up, go back to the drawing board, figure out what did I do wrong so I don't do it again. Well, even when I you keep do... Keep it pushing, keep it pushing. But as people portray it now, is that when they fail, it's, it's really how you look at it in whatever light. When people fail, they'll take it as a life sentence and not a lesson learned. And then they kind of give up. They throw in the towel, like, I'm done with this. I don't want to deal with it. But what's really stopping you from going forward? Okay, fine. You hit one speed bump. You're going to hit many more. You just have to keep going. Learn from them and progress. It's, ju- it's just a growth game at that point. Like, even when we had the, the whole trucking business, we learned a lot. I'll give you that. But if it wasn't for me f- falling severely sick with my high white blood cell count, it probably would have kept going. That was a shit business. It was, it was absolute shit. I'm not denying we were, that. The way we were doing it, for sure. Whatever, but everything we is learned, a, though. Exactly. We were learning from it. a lesson. We definitely learned from it. 
how to delegate time, how we even like learned how. I didn't even I didn't even know what a manifest was until then. Every, you know Waiting. What? I don't believe in coincidences. I don't, I don't believe in chance. No. I believe in fate. I believe in you can write your own destiny. And at the end of the day, that was the that's one of the blessings about being a human being. Yeah. As the end of the day, you know, it's up to you. It's like people sit there and they, and they try to. The one thing I found very baffling about the online online world. I'm a gamer myself. I used to play a lot of video games. I just don't have the time anymore. But, and then you know, you sit there and you build this character. You build this character. You build this character. And you know, it's funny. When Andrew Tate said it, I'm like, I've been saying this. I've been thinking this. I've voc vocalized this a billion one times. Everybody sits there and they'll, they'll spend hours on hours and days on weeks and years building their characters in video games, but not, but themselves. not themselves in real life. In the end of the day, my philosophy is this. You are the most important person in your life. You are the yeah. main character. You are the main character. Yeah. You are literally the most important person in your life. People yeah. thought I was selfish for saying this, but I'm going to tell you the truth. At the end of the day, if you're if you're in pain, only you feel that pain. I might, oh, I feel your pain, yeah. but you don't feel my you pain. You don't feel it. You can okay? empathize. You mm. can't feel exactly. it. Exactly. If, if it's my blood, if I if I bleed and if I cut myself, I feel it. If I go through a heartbreak, it's in the end of the day, I feel it. If I make a decision to better myself, and I have this joyous, euphoric feeling, it's it's everything is you. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. in the end of the day, I had to learn how to start saying no, so I could build my character, and it was in a sense of. I can't help you right now. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to pave my way, but I just need to be able to pave that way so then I can be of better help to you later on. This is me telling my family. Yeah, yeah. And the end of the day, you got to make sure that you're number one because like I said, you're the captain of your ship. If nobody listens to the captain, they don't go down with it. Yeah. Only the captain goes down with the ship because it's his calls. Yeah. So you got to work on yourself. And every day is a journey. Everybody thinks it's a goddamn race. You have your whole life. Everyone's like, oh my God, I don't have my shit figured out. I'm 30 years old. I'm 25 years old. What am I going to do? You have your whole life. It's a journey. Every day is a learning learning experience. It's how you have processed what you've learned and applied in life. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Oh, just because you learned something doesn't mean shit. It's like, I hear you, but are you listening? Yeah. There is a you difference. You have to apply there is a difference. whatever things that you told yourself. And bro, I don't want to hear about these fucking three o'clock in the morning epiphanies. Everyone thinks, oh my God, I got this epiphany at three in the morning. I'm going to start losing weight. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start doing that. And then, and then you do like morning, five push-ups and go right back to bed. In yeah. the morning, they wake up, it's all gone. Yeah. It's all about consistency in life, you know? And one thing I attribute that is having a strong male figure in my life, which was my father. This man worked six days a week. Six in the morning till two in the morning every goddamn day. We only had him on Saturdays. One day a week. And he built rock solid men. Mm -hmm. he, built men of, he built men of substance. He built men of character. He built men of integrity. Men of honor. One day a week. Imagine we had him more than that. Yeah. One day a week. So in terms of the family dynamics, I find it was, it was a lot different having both parents a healthy relationship they taught us every. They taught us a lot. My mom is a, a a superstar. We call her General Waffles. She's tough. You know what I mean? But she, she was the one that gave us the tough love. Besides dad. dad you have gave to have it, both. You have to have both, of course. But it wasn't the other way around, which is kind of ironic. Dad wasn't the one that gave us the tough love, and mom kind of gave you that sort of sweet spot. She was love. an executioner. She bro. was. She would. She was the judge, jury, and executioner. She would lay it down on you. 
She wouldn't sit you down like, okay, let me teach you something about life. Dad would. Don't get me wrong. If you did mess something up, dad would sit you down and like, okay, so this is what you did and this is how you could have done better. Mom was like, mm -mm, you screwed up. You sucked. But it was the fact that we had to learn how to lose in order for us to know how it feels to win. Nowadays, and this, this during my generation, it was our fault. People that are having kids around my age always saying, I want to give my kids everything that they ever asked for. And I never understood that. I, I never understand that. that line. It makes I, me I, sick. I hate, I, it, it, it never sick. made any sense. If you're going to give your kid everything that they have ever wanted, they will never have the sensation of what it feels like to actually, not necessarily lose, but fail. They're going to, they're going to fail in life. In certain things, could be a class, could be a test, whatever the case may be. Don't pick them up. Let them fall. Let them fall. That's what Let I'm saying. Let them fall. Oh my God, no, no, no. Yeah. You gotta Let, Let them, them fall. fall. Yeah. Let them bump their heads. Let them bruise yeah. themselves. Yeah. Like, it builds character. It does. Like, we weren't raised that way. We were raised that whatever we asked for, we got. We, we, we came up in a generation where we appreciated everything that was given to us under, under whatever circumstance. And we just walked with that. That's where the principle comes into play. We were raised with principle yeah. and integrity. Nowadays, I don't know if you've ever seen the folks now, 15 to 20 years Soft. old. Oh, oh my, Soft. silver spooners is what I call them. The thing them. is, no one's going to hear me because I don't have a mic on, but I'll make sure to boost it. It's all about like the reaction you have to, or how people react to your failure. Okay, yeah. check this out. So. When I was raised, when I fell over, my parents didn't react. Like, if I fell over and they looked at me, they'd just be like, like, they, they wouldn't make a face or anything. But if they reacted, that's when people start crying. Like, yeah. if, if you're a parent and you see your child fall and you go, oh, yeah. shit, like, they're going to start crying, right? That's right, yeah. Anyways, that's my, that's my two cents. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sean the Don. Sean the Don. That's my two cents. Thank you. That's Those true. are curtsy and leaves. That's true. That's a lot of parents got to stop doing that. I hate that. As a parent, I'm I a parent. It. My yeah. wife is pregnant right now. She's five months pregnant. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. I'm not dressing up as a giant baby. <laughs> but you have to put on a diaper with a big gold chain. You know what I mean? Call that you, was my idea right. for you. That was my idea for you. And I still want to do that. I still want to finish writing that script of that show, and I want you to play that role. Would you be down? I'd laugh if the cameras are dead now. Are they dead? No, they're running. Oh, wow. We're still in business, wow. guys. So you can't kill us. You can't. We're unkillable. You can knock me down, but I'm getting back up. I love how you used that. What, what song was that from? Aaliyah? Last my... <laughs> you used that Aaliyah line from that song? No, Pick know. yourself up and try again. I, you That's a that? good song, bro. It is a good rest in peace. Rest in peace to Aaliyah. Like, even the artists during that time, music was so much better than what it is today. You know, I don't want to say better or worse. Because everybody has they their own They were lyricists, man. Because you know what? Look at it like this. You have people that used to love Elvis Presley and all that. And if they hear what you're listening to, like we listen to Tupac, Biggie, Nas, yeah. all these uh, fabulous, all that. They'll be like, what kind of garbage are you no, listening to? No, but even even those people were great. Their music was great. There was substance behind it. There was. Nowadays, you listen to the music. What are they even talking about? Who was it? I, I can't remember which rapper it was. But he, he threw out a theory. He says, you can literally rap about anything and i think he did a freestyle about it, like making a grocery list or something and it was a banger it got so many views on youtube i can't remember which one this was a while back but it's true you can rap about anything and it wouldn't have to make sense as long as it just sounds good it doesn't have to be anything lyrical i love writing music i love writing songs i love it 
It, 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 paints it gives a, you a, it, you get to express yourself? Yeah, not only that, but when you're a lone wolf, you do a lot of thinking. And you kind of see the world in a different lens. You just have to sit back and just look and you see how people behave, see how society's run. I'm like, well, you know what, that's pretty stupid. I'm going to write about that. And that's where usually most of my lyrics come from. I don't know if I've ever showed you whatever. Oh, I've, seen some, I've seen some of them. But that's where the majority of it was. And when you, when you brought up about sometimes you have to learn how to say no to people. I even, wrote, I, I, even, I even wrote a piece of that. It's a hard thing for a lot of people, eh? It is. You know what? If you're a people, if you're a people pleaser, you're going to have nothing but a hard time in life. That's for sure. Because if, if you're good to everybody, you're not good to yourself. That's right. And I felt like I had to set myself back because of the amount of times people would call me up like, yo, can you help me out? Can you help me out? I need a moment where I can help myself out because I'm not going to be the one calling you up and asking you, hey, can you come, can you come through and then <clears throat> give me a hand with whatever it is? Because no one can help me with it. No one can help me go to school, attend school, finish my projects and do my tests. No one can help me do that. But I was still getting calls and people asking me, yeah, I need you to do me a quick favor. Well, hold, like I still have my own thing to do. Like I still want to open up my own business. I want to still open up, you know, DS Apparel. I want to continue going through that. There's a lot of things that I want to do, but how am I supposed to do it if I'm being held back by people that want to do... Chase your dreams. Chase their dreams. I'm helping them chase their dreams and not my own. Not everybody is there for life. They're there for seasons. Yeah, that's right. So it's that, that's why I have a really small circle. And you notice that. I have a very small circle. I don't have tolerance for this. Yo, come through, help me out, let's chill. I don't yeah, have that too. time. I don't have it. I have my brothers and I have my network, right? It's just basically hmm. everything, everybody plays a role in life. But at the same time, it's up for you to be observant. That's right. And figure out what's good for you, what's hmm. bad for you. The problem is a lot of people only think short term or only of today. That's right. That's, that's I think true. of today, but mainly of tomorrow and what it's going to look like. Think of what you're going to do today and think of how it's going to impact you in tomorrow. Because that's going to carry on. Most people just think of the moment, live in the moment. That's, yeah. But that moment only survives for so long. You know what? It's crazy how there's a lot of old wisdom. And it's like people like to forget them today. Like as an example, I don't remember who said it. it was one, it's, one, it's in the religion. It says, uh, it says, live as if you're going to die today, but plan like you live forever. Yeah. And that's literally the best way that's the best to advice, ever yeah. go about it. That's right. But a lot of people, yeah, they do waste their time. Not thinking about tomorrow, you know, especially with, with addicts now. It's all, let me just hit this joint, I'll feel better. For what? Like, what purpose is that really serving? What, how, how it's is that? Release. It's a release. It's bad it's, habits. But it's a temporary release. That's all it is. It's not a permanent fix. They're not facing reality, you know? That's right. It's a temporary release. It's not a permanent fix. I don't know anything about, you know, it's funny. I'll hear a lot of people, oh, I need weed, I need weed. Listen, if you're trying to get to the next step in life, you don't need none of that shit. No. You, you need, can't. You need none of that stuff. You can't. There's, there's absolutely no way. There's none. And what, what really gets to me is this. People talk about, oh, I plan on doing this and I plan on doing that in the future. Why can't you do that now? What's really stopping you? What's holding you back? The problem, <laughs> the problem is, is everybody thinks that had, the plan has to be perfect. Oh, absolutely. And everything has Christine. to be perfect. Yeah. But a good plan today beats a perfect plan tomorrow, seven days a week. Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> Just get I, started. Shut up and get yeah. started. Stop telling me about it. Put something Start down on pen and paper. It. Put something down on pen and paper. Before you go to bed, write, have an idea, any idea. I don't care what it is. Write it down on, on, on paper. So then tomorrow when you look at it, I'm like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to try out. Trial and error. That's all it is. It's just trial and error. No matter how much time it takes, whether it takes a year, two years, 
get started. Stop wasting your time. That's right. It's 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 ephemeral. That's you, it's very limited of how much you have, in comparison to how much you actually do. That's right. Right? It doesn't balance out. Do as much as you can now. Just structure your whole day just planning whatever it is that you want to do and try it out. And then, like, you know, you remember how I always told you when you first started your business? That 9 to 5, your phone should, should keep going off, but after 5 o'clock, shut it down. But that's really hard, right? People are still going to call you up because you're a contractor, you're a business owner. Yeah, it's going to happen here and there. But if you want to keep a steady, a steady lifestyle where you can come home to your wife and kids, then you want to spend time with them after 5, bro? You know what? It's not even that. The best part about it is if you you if you strategically plan your day down to the T. Yeah. Let's say if I'm gonna wake up at five or six in the morning. By mm -hmm. the way, this is all hard. Eh? Anything that's hard is normally the best for you. Yeah. Like as an example, if you wake up, they say most of the people that are successful in life they're early risers. Yeah. If you forsake your bed. Yeah. For the mission. That's one of the hardest things. If you wake up five six in the morning, or let's say even yeah, say five six in the morning. And then you planned your day. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go at 6 o'clock. I'm going to hit the gym. The whole point of the gym is just to create discipline. Yeah, that's all it and is. And then at the same time for your body to function at maximum capacity so you can do the best job that you can. Discipline and conditioning. So, so if you say from 6 to 7, I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah. From 7 o'clock, I'm going to be able to hit the office at 8 o'clock or whatever. And then, you know, this part of my day, I'm going to plan it out to go over my emails, to figure out all the, I'm going to figure out all my to-dos for the day. Yeah. If you map out each hour and you're very efficient, that's why efficiency is like the number one thing I preach. As long as you're super efficient and it's completely planned, you can plan your day to be able to succeed in everything that you want to be able to yeah. do. Because everybody has the same 24 hours. It's what you make in those 24 hours yeah. and how you create that structure for those 24 hours goes a long way. Yeah. That's why that's as true. an example, you have businesses like McDonald's that can hire people that it's not skilled or anything skilled laborers or anything like that. Everything is automated. As as long as you can automate your life and a sense of structure, you'll be fine. You'll be gold. You'll be fine. Time is up. For the Shismo? Time is up. And like always, you heard it here first, guys. The monarchy movement. We're gonna be creating a new segment. For anybody that wants to learn about life coaching and stuff like that or business, financial 101s, we're going to be creating something called the council. That's the inner circle. Join the movement. You want to be part of the circle, the inner circle. You're going to be part of the council. We're going to have, uh, we're going to create YouTubes and stuff like that. All right. We'll see you guys next time. It's a pleasure like always.